everyone, welcome to the Life You Want podcast. Today, I want to talk about relationships. Relationships to me is a very interesting subject, but at the same time, it's also a very complicated subject to really fully understand. So, in our coaching module, we actually have four whole days on relationship or how to coach relationship and all of us always um leave the module feeling like oh my god this is so hard and indeed i think relationships are pretty complicated it involves many dynamics um whether it be just you and the other person or you with the other person in a team um, it all works kind of differently and it really depends on whether um, you are addressing the person himself or the group or sometimes it will be addressing, for example, the person's partner. For example, if you are having problems with person A and the person A is complaining about her mother or her father and then it really makes coaching, the whole coaching, a lot more complicated than if we were to coach one issue. But relationship is also a subject that really fascinates me. So today, I just want to share a little bit about what I have learned over the years, um, in recent years. So... My mentor like to talk about how um, in a relationship, two person are just like uh, two circles coming together. And we are meant to be whole and complete by ourselves. And when the other person comes along, we are supposed to just form a good team and to work towards life. But the thing is, a lot of people always are just half a circle and they expect their partner to complete the other half of the circle. So that's when the issue is because you're supposed to, you know, be able to be whole and complete by yourself. And things get more complicated when um, either the Two semicircles do not fit each other like a jigsaw puzzle, or when either one of you grows and evolves at a different rate than the other, and it takes constant realignment to make the relationship work. Like when you first met each other, perhaps both of you are in school and both of you are studying and um your common interests matches and all. But when one of you goes to the army and when one of you goes to the university, and then that's when you have to make readjustments to um, how the relationship was previously because um, you have different priorities and different schedule. And the same thing goes for when one is studying and one is working. It's just constant realignment. And probably that's why we hear couples breaking up during when the guys goes to serve um, the army. 
in and because of this absence that that they suddenly face or they face problems readjusting. I also watched a YouTube video uh, where Spirit, a relationship therapist, was talking on the Mel Robbins show. She spoke about one-way compatibility. So instead of um, two circles or two semicircles, it was about how person A is a square, whereas the other person is a circle. So the circle fits within the square. So the person who is the circle would feel all his needs are met. And while the square will feel that there are unmet needs that the circle cannot feel. And this person will be like, I feel that our relationship is not going well and there's um there's a lot of things of my a lot of my needs not fulfilled. While certain circle the circle person will be like, Huh? But I thought we are going fine. I thought we are perfect. I thought we are good. So I thought this concept it's really interesting um when it comes to one way compatibility. In the video, they also talk about how um, some couples are actually wound-mates instead of soul-mates. So in our relationship, um, we either grow or we are just repeating familiar triggers that comes from past conditioning or trauma. So... Um, so, for example, a person may be stuck in a very toxic relationship or abusive relationship because based on whatever past conditioning, she may think that she's not worthy of love or she deserves the abuse. And so she, con- she unconsciously makes those choices that constantly puts her in the position to still remain the victim. And while it may not be the most ideal, it is something that it's the most comfortable for her to repeat all these past patterns or these past triggers. And talking about this also reminds me of a, a really pretty good book by Brian Weiss, B-R-I-A-N-W-E-I-S-S. Uh, he wrote a book called Only Love is Real, where he he does um past life regression and hypnotherapy and that's when he he talks about how um sometimes we may repeat patterns for many lifetime. There's this woman that he did that uh remembers that every lifetime she was in some kind of abusive relationship until a particular lifetime when she was able to make the choice to step out of her abusive marriage and our relationship in order to um, find a better love life. So I think we all have a choice as to whether we want to um, continue perpetuating the very comfortable patterns or to break away from something that is not ideal for us. And I think the difficulty in this is that sometimes it is um, not 
easy for us to be able to be consciously aware of the toxic patterns or to be able to really walk away um, if it's something that is comfortable um, even though um, it is bad but you may not realize that it is actually bad for you. Um, and the video also shared about how finding your soulmate actually involves showing your true authentic self so that you attract the right person. So on the inside, you may be very vulnerable or needy or gentle or sweet and you really want somebody to care for you. But you may show to the world as someone whom is very strong-headed, steady, uh, you don't need anybody in your life. And if let's say the inner emotional part of you is in the form of a lilac color and you constantly wear a mask that is red in color showing off that you are somebody who is very capable and don't need everybody then when everybody see this mask um, they are just going to attract people who likes this red color mask of yours rather than attracting people who likes um, the lilac part of you on the inside which is really who you are and actually what you really need so my mentor also likes to tell us about how um, we all it's hard to find our soulmates um, unless we can really showcase our true authentic self otherwise even if our soulmates were to walk past us, our soulmates may not recognize us uh, if we do not show our true soul purpose, our true soul nature. And the same thing goes on the opposite side. We may not be able to find um, the right partner for us because not everybody is able to show their true authentic self or who they are inside. And I guess that's why sometimes finding soulmates may not be the easiest thing um, by itself, by theory. Mm, unless you were to talk about things like intuition or fate or destiny. And another thing that I've learned is about how, uh, if, how to look at compatibility. It's also looking at how you can judge whether you are compatible with your partner by looking at these five aspects of intimacy, uh, acronym for R-I-S-E-S. So first is about recreational intimacy. So do you both have common interests or common recreational activities that you like to do together? For example, running, swimming, attending, Bible studies or upgrading your skills. Something recreational. The next is how compatible are you with your partner intellectually? So if your partner is somebody who likes to talk about politics or current affairs or 
have a very intellectual discussion of, about movies, can you match up to the partners or your partner's level of uh, need for intellectual stimulation or are you somebody who prefers not to engage in those? The third thing is spiritual uh, intimacy. It does not have to be religion. It can be about how your values and principles or your way of life in the universe and the way you think. Is it similar or does it differ by a lot? Fourth is emotional. Whether your partner really gets you emotionally or at the core of who you are or is able to provide the emotional support for you. And lastly is about uh, sexual intimacy. Whether you both like the same things or whether you are both um, equally active or conservative or um, able to show up for each other in the way that each other likes. So I think this framework is pretty good in terms of using it to check in with your partner of on where both of you stand and what is lacking. And um, if it's lacking, then it could be either you find you find that um, other friends who can meet those needs, like for example, if you like to do yoga but your partner do not like to do yoga, then it's about finding another friend that also provides the same support um, in terms of yoga or finding it for yourself. So fulfilling your needs that doesn't necessarily have to be um, fulfilled by your partner. It can, it can, you can find somebody else to actually fulfill that need. Um, of course, if there are some some things that um cannot be fulfilled by other people, for example, sexual intimacy, um, then you have to probably track carefully. And in that case, um, you can actually work together with your partner to communicate and set goals for each other to improve that aspect or whatever that is not aligned. So, um, there also comes across uh, this this point whereby um, how you are not the problem and your partner is not the problem. The problem is the problem. And you and your partner are actually a team coming together to solve the problem. So, I guess there's good and bad in all relationships and... It's about how we can navigate those problems and whether um in the overall overall check in is this relationship still where you want to be in in the short term or in the long term. So yep, yeah, just sharing what I have learned or what I found insightful through this video. You can actually Google for it as well. Um, the on the Mel Robbins shows on whether the relationships are how to tell whether relationships are, are compatible. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy today's sharing and take care.